Content warning. What you are about to hear is an original short story by the Horror of Babylon. This podcast is not suitable for children or those who are easily disturbed. Trigger warnings for the suffering of children. Humans commit horrible acts to survive desperate situations. During the Battle of Okinawa, the Japanese forced students carrying small explosives to throw themselves under enemy tanks. In the mid-19th century, a group of American pioneers known as the Donner Party embraced cannibalism in order to survive a harsh winter in the Sierra Nevada. During the bleak days of the Holocaust, a countless number of European bystanders remained silent as the Nazis murdered millions of innocents. In the autumn of 1929, the stock market crash destroyed the livelihood of countless Americans. The fall of summer leaves coincided with the slow and aching destruction of the American way of life. The Great Depression had begun, and it would strike the United States like remorseless lightning that sparks a prairie fire during a particularly dry summer. Emma Jean's husband had worked the steel mill in Pittsburgh for longer than recollection allowed. When Rupert's employment came to an end in early spring of 1931, the family went into a state of shock. Emma Jean was left to provide for the family with what meager wages she could earn doing the laundry of folks better off, all while her children wore the same dirty rags day after day. Rupert did not well handle the emasculation of having his wife become the sole provider for their home. He was raised to believe that the man should support his family and apparently, in failing to do that, should drink the family out of every penny that his dedicated spouse could earn. Imogene had never known anger before she saw her husband loused in front of her starving children. She worked her fingers to the bone for pennies on the hour so that her children could eat, and he sucked down every cent through his cursed bottle. Every evening, when she returned home from delivering laundered clothes, he would ambush her and demand her earnings. The first time she refused him, he blackened her eye. The next week, she had tried hiding a portion of the money. He had beaten her until she cried for mercy. Once, she had purchased a wormy loaf of bread with the small pittance that she had earned. He traded it for a small cask of bathtub hooch that likely would have blinded him with regular intake. Every night, she watched the children go to sleep hungry. Rupert would sit in his chair drinking, not speaking, or even bothering to acknowledge the rest of the family. The only reason the children were still alive during that winter was that they spent every minute of daylight begging for scraps and searching garbage cans for anything remotely edible. On one particularly lucky day, they found the carcass of a neighbor's dog who had recently passed away. And that was what was served as a Christmas feast for the children during the cold winter of 1931. Worms and roasted crickets from the backyard were failing to sate her children's hunger. Imogene could count the ribs on both her son and daughter. Every day she could see their eyes slowly recede farther back into their heads. They were beginning to lose their hair at the young age of 11 and 8. They needed real food. They needed meat. They also needed their father to stop throwing away Imogene's hard-earned money on the bottle. One particularly cold night, 
as the children attempted to sleep over the sound of their own rumbling stomachs. Imogene resolved that she was the only soul that could save her beloved offspring. As usual, Rupert had drank himself to a near unconscious state. Normally, he would nod off in his chair and only wake in the wee hours of the morning. At that point, he would slowly negotiate the stairs that led to the humble loft that held their miserable excuse for a marital bed. Imogene decided that this night, she would sit at the top of the stairs and wait for him in silence. With candles considered a luxury, the house was pitch black after sunset. Imogene was perched at the crest of the stairs, her knees nervously tucked against her breast. After what felt like hours, the delirious mother finally heard the sound for which she had waited. The old coot must have surpassed his normal limits because he was climbing the stairs at an even more cautious pace than usual. Either that or the anxiety of the situation caused her to imagine that her husband was moving in slow motion. Eventually, Imogene was aware that Rupert was just a step or two below where she waited. If she hesitated now, her children would not see the spring. She leapt from her perch and gifted Rupert a violent shove that he likely never even registered in his drunken haze. By the power of God, she was briefly given the gift of sight that dark night and able to witness his frail body crash down the stairs. She did not enjoy the sound of his brittle, malnourished bones shattering as he bounded down the steps, nor did she revel in the echo of his head splitting in two as it smashed against the hard stone floor. She did this not out of revenge for the many beatings and the gluttonous alcoholism. She did this for Michael and Jane. She did this so her children would eat, so that they could have meat. And now for the obligatory socials. Please like, share, and subscribe. Follow Daniel at DStarSick on Twitter. Follow Ryan at Darth Damio on the Bluebird app. You can find the podcast on Twitter at HorrorPod69. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Slasher, and Goodreads. Become part of the disturbed community by asking for the Facebook group and Discord links. Send dick pics to the Horror of Babylon podcast at gmail.com. Support the show at patreon.com slash the Horror of Babylon. And finally, you can let your friends know that The Horror of Babylon is available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podcast Addict, TuneIn and the iHeartRadio app. Stay scary.